If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know how you're doing it, whether you're listening to us live here on the program or if you're listening on our SoundCloud page, which has over 400 segments of healthcare news and analysis. Thank you so much for your time here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Sean McGuire here back. Just enough time this week to take a look at the top stories, and we're going to have a fantastic guest coming up for you at the bottom of the hour. When we've taken several deep dives on the into the Affordable Care Act on this show, the the focus of this program, America's Healthcare Challenge. Again, 402-342-1290 if you'd like to join the conversation. If you'd like to uh, share your thoughts on whether you're for the law, that is fine, or whether you're against it, um, just have some reasons uh, to sound off on your opinions because it is getting into the headlines here once again with open enrollment going on now for over a week. Just a reminder, folks, we have until December 15th to sign up for a health insurance plan through the marketplace if you want your coverage for January 1st. So if you need somebody to help you through that process, uh, the folks at E.D. Bellis are able to do that for you, 402-884-9020. That's 4288-4920 and ask for an E.D. Bellis consultant to help answer your questions that are really, really, really important. And that is as it relates to networks and where your doctor may or may not fit into that. As we are finding across the country, many of these exchange plans are having narrow networks and people are having to really do their due diligence to determine whether or not their health care provider is going to be covered uh, within their network. Now, the healthcare.gov, which was a big fail the first time around, has actually shown some improvements, and they've increased um, its capacity and also added some new features which allow you to search for your doctor or healthcare provider. So, again, um, don't you don't have to go at it alone. You can go ahead and give them a call, 402-884-9020, to have somebody uh, go ahead and walk you through that process. But back to the the subject at hand in the Affordable Care Act, which is, the again, the focus of this show, a thing that we take a look at each week as it's changing. And many things change every Friday afternoon. That's why we have the show on Saturday, because regulations literally come out at the end of the day on Friday. But we're not going to be talking about that. What we're going to be talking about is a recurring theme of health care consolidation, which we have examined at length in earlier episodes but we haven't really had the opportunity to have somebody with the right in- industry expertise on the program to help us explain um, what these providers um, might need to uh, capitalize on from an opportunity standpoint. And fortunately for you, we've got Jack Hill joining us here on the program. He is with an organization called the Accountable Care Solutions Group. They are a very, very interesting organization 
that is able to uh, put together a direct-to-employer health program for health care providers. And we're seeing more and more health care systems look to potentially get into the quote-unquote insurance business. And this, his, his, he, he and his team are able to go ahead and put that and completely implement that for a health care provider. So it's going to be an extraordinary conversation coming up here during the second half of the show. Also on the program, we are going to be taking a look at what you need to uh, know for open enrollment, as well as those employers that are still looking to decide whether or not um, to go with their payroll vendor or a better solution like we have uh, for you. We will we will present that to you and talk to you about how we are helping uh, organizations really streamline their ACA reporting and compliance for the whole year, uh, the ACA reactionary package. So we're going to be taking a look at what a business would should need to be doing if they're in a reactionary position, which many of them are at the moment. Now, again, having to comply here at the first of the year and offer coverage. There's a, a whole lot of ACA experts out there, uh, but we've got one here on the program to uh, make sure that they know what they need to do. So as we were taking a look at this consolidation of, of people, um, basically mega mergers, as we've seen large insurance companies buy, um, buy each other or gobble each other up. And it used to be the big, I think it was the big six. Now it's down to the big three. And some wonder if it could be the big two. The outlier, obviously, is Medicare, which is a, a huge um, player in the marketplace as well. Let's take a look at some of the stories here on the program. Uh, the Health Wonk Review, first of all, is a great resource if you're looking for information written by really smart people in the industry helping them uh, helping you kind of walk you through the process and they it's a it's a a blog carnival is what they call it where everybody submits a a post every month and each person who hosts get to pick the best ones and post a little blurb about them so i would encourage you to check out the um, latest one on open enrollment for anything you might need and it's on the health business blog but we're taking uh they're taking a look at uh, many of the different things that are that are going on uh, with with regards to open enrollment as far as people signing up they have what you need to know and all of those other things so I, I encourage you to go ahead and take a look at some of those things next up is we have big data drawing lessons from moneyball stats and i've got to take a moment to talk about that movie because that's actually one of my favorite movies i'm not a huge brad pitt fan i think he's a good actor but one of the one of the movies he's really good in is Moneyball, which if you don't, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and go take go check it out. It's about Billy Bean, who is I think he's even still at the Oakland A's, uh, takes a team of of people and basically with his partner used a uh, used mathematics and and data to um, put together a team that looked terrible on paper, but they actually went to the playoffs and they did a whole movie about it, and it's really interesting to see how they do that. And so now they're trying to draw that analogy here to healthcare IT and wondering how we can use big data and analytics from all of these things that are coming out, all these new technologies. How can we use those to improve um, not only the health of us individually, but also of, of the population? This uh, new theme that people have been talking about this last year is, uh, is called population health management and you know what I don't even really know what that is it's just kind of one of those industry buzz terms that they like 
to say, kind of like in political speak, um, the word robust is kind of one of those words that they always seem to say. But anyways, as um, we take a look at this population health management being a critical part of what these employer organizations need to do, maybe they could take some lessons from this uh, Moneyball uh, movie, and I encourage you to check out the story on healthcare IT news, healthcare big data drawing lessons for Moneyball for more information on how that can really go into um, solving the, the problem that we're facing here as a nation. Next up, we've got ICD-10 releasing 10 top 10 predictions for healthcare IT in its driver's seat. Let's take a look at the top 10. Um, there, there's, this is a worldwide healthcare predictions we're looking at, and it's really exciting time here in uh, healthcare IT as we've talked about it more and more. I've been talking about how Watson, um, for example, is uh, an example that we're now seeing all the time in these commercials. Um, with Bob Dylan and 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 others, um, there how how that supercomputer and it taught. Remember when you you look back to that commercial and it could say how fast it could read. Imagine applying that supercomputer to um, you know improving healthcare or looking at ways to treat chronic disease. So it's kind of an exciting time. But here are some ten worldwide healthcare predictions. Number one, downward pressure of the healthcare economy will increase risk-based contracting to 50% of provider payments by 2017, resulting in premium increases in the 2 to 3% range. Okay. Best way I can describe, I think, what that means is, as uh, in the Affordable Care Act, as some of these payment reforms go in to place, these, these hospitals are going to have to raise some prices, I think, and then that's going to result in premium increases. And they say 2 to 3%. I think that's definitely a safe assumption um, that our premiums are going to get um, increased. But the problem is, as many people are now finding out, is once that number gets, gets to be a big number, say it's 3% on average, but you get hit with a 10% increase and you're paying $1,000 a month for your family, you're looking at an extra $100. And so that's definitely something that is affecting real people. Second up, we've got by 2018, industry cloud creation will be the top market entry strategy for tech providers, industrial companies as leaders of IT and industry domain unite to tear down traditional barriers to entry. So that means that there's just going to be more free um, and more just opportunity um, with the cloud. And we're going to have to get Alan Hager, our IT expert on here, um, again, to uh, explain what that might mean, you can check out one of our segments about this. I think it would have been two weeks ago when we explored um, how big big data and healthcare could help solve healthcare problems. Number three, 2018 physicians will use cognitive solutions to identify most effective treatments for 50% of complex cancer patients, resulting in 10% reduction in mortality and a 10% reduction in cost. So our treatments are getting better for things like cancer, and I think as evidence of this new Warren Buffett, or the, the, the Fred and Pamela Buffett Cancer Center, which is going up right now, that thing is going to be extraordinary, and it's going to be interesting to see um, how, if these statistics turn out to be true by 2018. Number four, by 2017, physicians will use computer-assisted robotic surgery techniques to assist in planning simulating and performing 50% of the most complex surgeries. I've talked many times about how machines are going to be really um, 
very, very um, influential here coming up into the ne- into the future. And I was talking to somebody recently who informed me that um, within the next 50 years or so, at least half of our jobs are potentially going to be replaced by robots, and they can actually do it for 10% of the cost of what a human does. Because if you think about it, they're never sick. Um, they're always on. Um, they're never hungover so on and so forth. And so it's kind of a scary statistic, but we're already looking at 50% of the most complex surgeries by 2017, and we're talking about surgeons. These are people who cut, uh, are going to be using robots. And, and I know that's already happening right now, but now we're going to be at 50% according to this survey. Number five, one out of three individuals will have their health care records compromised by cyber attacks in 2016. We've had... Uh, shows in depth about the importance of protecting data for healthcare providers and, and, and the susceptibility to cyber attacks. And so um, this is really something that we need to take um, a, uh, a look at. I think organizations need to um, you know, be looking at ways to protect themselves if they're not already. And I'm sure many of them are. I know that in the insurance industry, there's even a... Um, a rise in cybersecurity insurance, as in like to protect you against a cyber attack or reimburse you for a loss uh, should you have that. And so when we come back, I'm going to take a time out. I'm going to give you my main story of the week next, but I'm going to continue this list at the end of the show. I'll give you list five through ten on ways that ten predictions for healthcare IT in the driver's seat here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Again, Sean McGuire is my name. Thank you so much for listening. Check out our SoundCloud page. It is under E.D. Bellis, and you can find out other segments of more on this topic and many more. We'll be right back.